Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. Uh, will the president be impeached? Um, and if so, uh, will he actually get the sack? Uh, screen time. Uh, Kate's got a few comments on this, and then we're going to finish up uh, discussing uh, one one hit wonder in particular. But before any of that, uh, Chitstar, they've decided to shaft the regions, basically. Shane Jones not impressed. Minister, what's your response to Jetstar's announcement? Oh, incredibly disappointed that this Aussie-owned company have turned their backs on the regions, and um, I'm really uh, unhappy for the prospects of people in New Plymouth and uh, Napier and other such places. What are you going to do about it? Well, as you may know, I did endeavour to create a contestable fund which would have uh, enabled uh, us to uh, meet the costs of ongoing air connectivity into the regions. Uh, the idea didn't fly. It was uh, found to be an inappropriate uh, way in terms of other ministers for us to dedicate our capital, so it's unlikely that that particular option will come back. We've got to be very mindful that in New Zealand promised promised competitive prices. It's a paragon, uh, so it says, of competitiveness. So presumably in, from time to time, this is the uh, nadir of excessive competitiveness. Your, comp- your, your competitors die. So if they had asked for money and you had money to give them, would you have helped out Jetstar? Well, the fund was always going to be contestable. However, they never, ever came to see me searching for any Crown input. The only time that Jetstar managers came to see me was really to brief me in terms of uh, their plans in New Zealand. Uh, I think it was fair to say they always felt that the government departments could have patronised the air service uh, more frequently. Uh, me living in Kitty Kitty, I found it impossible to use them. I quite like the way that you started with a little drive-by there, um, to, just pointing out how Australian-owned they are, really making it out to be uh, an Australia versus New Zealand issue. I'm not sure that that's entirely the case, but I like it. I like, I like where he's coming from. Uh, where is Lauren coming from? We fly to Napier quite a lot with work, and the good thing what happened when Jetstar started is that Air New Zealand dropped their prices significantly because of the competition. So I guess, I don't know, hopefully Air New Zealand don't hike their prices up around the country now that they have more of a monopoly again. And that's my fear too, Lauren. Uh, Air New Zealand have said they're going to drop their prices initially, but without wanting to denigrate them, this they often do that, and then after a month or so, then they start getting hiked up again, because if you're a bit of a monopoly, it's easy to do that. Well, the thing about it is the fact that Jetstar have gone bankrupt with the lower prices. Well, not, I mean, Jetstar hadn't gone bankrupt, but they are not economic to run, then the lower prices, to be blunt, are patently artificial because yeah. there's not much yeah. point running running it at really, really low rates and then having to say, well, you know what, every time we flew, we lost money, so now we're going to stop it altogether. And I do wonder that, Lauren, whether it's just been because Air New Zealand's so big and so experienced, they've been able to absorb these tough regional markets. Because if you think back to Kiwi, remember Kiwi Airline? That's right. And then uh, Ansett. Ansett tried very hard. Oh, Qantas. Remember? Yes, I did an ad for Ansett. That's right. Yes, thanks. Did, yeah. Qantas, you know, it's been a bit of a nightmare. So you could well be right, Lauren. But incidentally, have you flown Jetstar much? To be honest, I had exactly the same experience a few years back where I flew them a little bit, but every single flight was delayed. So I was like, stuff this. Um, yeah. In New Zealand, basically all the time now. But the funny thing is, is with the Napier flights, it's almost completely flipped around where in New Zealand is late every single flight and um, Jetstar's on time. So... 
I don't know what to think anymore, so I kind of mix it up now. You raise a really good point because I've I've found that on regional routes within New Zealand, you'll you'll regularly get engineering difficulties and therefore the plane's delayed, which yeah. I'm not sure I believe. Weird stuff does happen with airplanes, though. I was on one uh, the other day, uh, and we were delayed taking off. Because according to the pilot, uh, when the plane had come out of the hangar, they had put the fuel in, but they'd put it in the wrong place. And so they had to move it to a different place. Now, I'm no jet airliner pilot, but does that sound dodge to you? It didn't exactly inspire confidence for the rest of the trip. I mean, I made it, so I'm glad the pilot noticed that the fuel was in the wrong place. Anyway, that was interesting. Uh, another interesting thing that happened yesterday is that they started um, impeachment proceedings, procedures or proceedings, well, both of them maybe, uh, you know, trying to kick the president out. There's no real chance of an impeachment as such, is there? Well, uh, there are two processes. There's yep. the impeachment, which is like an indictment mm-hmm. in a court of law, and then there's the trial, which would be in the other chamber of our Congress and the Senate. Uh, if you're asking me whether it's likely that Donald Trump would be convicted in the Senate, um, given the partisan divisions in America today and given the fact that the Republicans have a majority in the Senate, I think it's unlikely. Uh, but you never know. These things can take on a life of their own. A generation ago when Richard Nixon was uh, first being investigated by the House, people didn't think it would go anywhere. And ended up leaving, resigning office rather than face the likelihood of certain conviction in the Senate. Uh, so uh, what Nancy Pelosi did today, I think, was formally start the ball rolling towards the House of Representatives having a vote eventually, we're not sure when, on whether to indict, so to speak, Donald Trump. I mean, I guess the positive that comes out of all of this is that we really have a greater understanding than ever before of how the American political system is set up uh, with uh, the House and the Senate and the President, the Electoral College, all of that stuff. I vaguely remember some of that stuff from high school, but now it's really, I'm really being slapped in the face of it like a Monty Python-style fish dance. You don't know what I mean. Google it up. You won't regret it. Uh, come here I mean watching this stuff for too long will drive you insane watching any stuff for too long will drive you insane is that what Kay Hawksby's saying? The study tracked young adolescents on their smartphones to test whether more time spent using digital technology was linked to worse mental health outcomes it found little evidence of any so how's that possible? Here an online school census filled out by 23,000 New Zealand students showed a third felt they spent too much time on their phones. And by too much time, the average was three to four hours after school on screens. Two-thirds of Kiwi kids have their own cell phone by age 11. By their first year of high school, that number jumps to over 90%. Usually figures like that strike horror into the hearts of parents who are endlessly debating screen time limits, age of cell phone use, what's good, what's bad. But more confusing these days are the conflicting messages around whether it's damaging to their mental health or not. This California study, which claims there's no real evidence of links between phone use and mental health, it actually reported that teens who sent more text messages actually felt better and less depressed than teens who sent texts less often. 
The obvious answer, I guess, lies with the individual and their ability to regulate what they're accessing online. If something's anxiety-promoting or upsetting, do we have the wherewithal to just step away? Well, we as adults might, but kids and teenagers might not. So it's a good reminder to check in with what our kids are accessing online and how it's making them feel, given we want to be reducing mental health stats in this country, not increasing them. Well, it's probably a timely reminder. Uh, We need to really get to the root of this problem, which of course is um, children and kids, and just don't have them. Uh, And then it won't be an issue. I mean, how many times do I have to say it? It makes perfect sense, don't, don't you think? Uh, we're going to uh, finish off with a bit of One Hit Wonder uh, talk because today is One Hit Wonder Day. Uh, Mark is particularly exercised about uh, that great song, Kung Fu Fighting. Loving just talking about Kung Fu Fighting, everybody was... What a feel-good song that was. Don't know where it came from, what it was about. Tremendous. 1974, of course, that's when everyone was mad about kung fu songs. Uh, but it went to number one in every single country like a hit never does. Number one, in, yeah, just went around the world. I'm sure kung fu fighting is still very big at intermediate school discos. It's one of those songs that's kind of, you know, I mean, what 11-year-old boy wouldn't love to start because everyone can instantly do the ha. When you put your hands up in the kung fu position, and even now it does seem to be pretty uh, warmly received on the uh, on the dance floor. Um, although I do find myself, in, if I am in a position of being on a dance floor, feeling a little bit racist for some reason when that song comes on. Uh, it's that little that bit, and even doing the 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 kung fu moves and the who has, I don't know why. I just, I feel like in these woke enlightened times, just anything that sort of has some kind of generalized cultural reference just feels wrong, isn't it? Isn't that sad that I, I feel like I can no longer really fully enjoy kung fu fighting? I am Glenn ZB. Maybe it isn't. It's probably just as well. You don't really want me doing any dance moves of any kind on any kind of dance floor. As you can tell how uncomfortable I am about the whole situation by every time I think of being on a dance floor. I am Glenn ZB. That has been News Talk ZB for Thursday. I'll see you back here again tomorrow. Keep on dancing and maybe even kung fu fighting.